This is a Showbile podcast. Welcome to episode four of Bucks on Nux. Ty Demra here, and I'm back after being a healthy scratch for episode three there because I was out of town for Easter for the long weekend. But a big shout out to the lads here for holding the fort while I was away and delivering a beauty episode number three. But as for today's show, we've got a lot to talk about, especially when it comes to hockey, because we're going to be taking a look at the NHL playoff picture as it stands right now and making some predictions. And we're also going to take a look at some big fights that happened over the weekend, including the Tyson Fury knockout and some MMA action. And even Mike Tyson got into a little brawl of his own, but that one wasn't in a ring. That one happened on an airplane. We've also got some updates on the NBA playoffs to talk about and lots more. But uh, before we get into all that, how about we check in with the lads? And uh, how about we start with Stewie J? Because this guy had a wild weekend in good old Welland, Ontario. So I hear uh, how we feeling, Stu? Are we in uh, Sunday recovery mode or uh, was that just for the morning there? Wild, wild weekend. Um, <laughs> is that a song or did I just make that up? I feel no, like that's a song. a song. Telemore. Shout out to Telemore. Like oh, no is that? A, oh, that's okay. a telly song. Yeah. Oh, yeah. That's where I'm getting it from then. Um, yeah. What a huge weekend. Ty, welcome. Welcome back, by the way. We were kind of conspiring after uh, or conversating, I guess you will, after last pod, DK and I, and we realized that you might have lied to us. And the real reason you didn't make an appearance is because... It was an awfully convenient timing that the Leafs, the night before or two nights before, oh, you had to bring knocked, that off up, the, eh? knocked off the Sens <laughs> yeah, in overtime, and up. you didn't you didn't want to face the shame. Hey, that Die. was a good game. We took it to Die. overtime. You guys are supposed to be making a cup run. We're supposed to be bottom feeders, and we're uh, taking you out OT there and fucking almost beat you. So, so why I, didn't, I, I thought it was a good game? So why so why didn't you just come and say that? <laughs> well, I was on a bander for Easter weekend, and <laughs> no, I was okay, uh, hanging at my buddy's man cave watching that with a, a room full of Leaf fans. So I I heard enough about that one when I was there <laughs> that night. <laughs> so you, you didn't you you didn't want to face the shame again, right? Well, I was facing the shame all night, but uh, the chirps were flying nonstop even uh, far after that game, and they continue a week later, as you could see. You should have you should have taken your bender a week later, bro. She missed you. <laughs> How's <laughs> doing? Oh man, she all, all night she just wears tie. Yeah, I bet. I bet. I, I'm just I'm thirsty to serve him turbos. Yeah, that's the uh, local uh, bartender at the uh, Welland bar there. Oh my god, drop her location. That's crazy. Fucking <laughs> yeah, we need to get DK out to Anks. Yeah, hundred percent. Actually, yeah, DK, you'd love it there. DK needs some turbos and D- DK needs to get turbo charged. Yeah, it's 100%. a turbo. It, it's a it's a drink in like a pitcher that you mix uh, vodka beer. Red Bull and Smirnoff Ice, and it kind of sounds nasty when you first hear it because you're like beer and vodka together in this, but you water it down with Red Bull and Smirnoff Ice, and it's pretty good. And the Red Bull, like, it gets you dangerous. Going. They're dangerous. dangerous. Yeah, I bet Stewie's feeling the aftermath today. I'm actually feeling so good. I thought I was going to be feeling like usually when I drink, I was just telling DK, um, I just can't even speak at all. And today, I'm my brain is clear. I'm ready to go. I can't lie. I have no, I didn't not keep up with sports. I made a Stewie Saturday pick and that's all I did. All I looked at sports for like an hour, maybe all weekend trying to get my Stewie Saturday picks in. And, um, the lack of research killed me because, uh, that 
that parlay failed. Yeah, well, you <laughs> bet against the Sens, so oh, you know what on. happens yeah, when you so bet against I, the Sens. Yeah, you got me back, right? Fuck. All right. Got him back. Got him. Uh, how about you, DK? How was uh, your weekend? Weekend was pretty good. The kid's real hot in gambling right now. Started off the, the morning just with some absolute degenerate picks, but we started off 5-0, and and it's taken a little bit of a left turn here. The Heat seemed to be turning this around for me, turning the ties back in my favor. We could have another big day, and it be an absolute heater throughout the whole week, and that's what we look for. Let's see it. I hope we see it. Me All too. right, you want to just dive right into it here, into the playoff hockey predictions? 100%. All right, I think the playoffs, when do they start? Monday, uh, May 2nd or something, right? May 2nd, yep. I think it's a Monday. Monday or Tuesday, and- yeah. Yeah, so that means there's still like two to four games for each team to play. And a few of the teams are still kind of battling for that last wild card spot to make it into the playoffs. So it's not set in stone yet, but uh, let's pretend for the next few minutes here that the playoffs are starting today. And if it were that case, in the Western Conference, one of the matchups we'd see is the Avalanche against the Stars. Uh, How are you guys thinking that's going to play out? I could see the Avalanche taking that in, what, five like, I know, I, I always think a team's going to win one at home and a team's not going to get swept or whatever, especially when you got to play two in a row at home. But my prediction would be the Avalanche take that in five. I think the Avalanche are basically going to roll all the way to the Western Conference Finals. Yeah. What about you, Stu? Colorado, Dallas. I'd say I agree on that one just because, well, I mean, it's obvious. I think Colorado's the better team. I mean, Dallas has some pieces, but they're not there yet. Um, they got some aging pieces, but they also got some young, like Rupe Hans is so nice. Uh, Robertson's so nice. Jake Ottinger is a great young goalie, but, uh, they're going to match some pieces maybe like as the years go by and they might get better. Who knows? They might also get worse because they have some guys getting older, but, but, uh, they're me pesky, but they're not, they don't match up to the avalanche quite as, as well as you'd hope for a playoff series, but that's a one versus an eight, right? Or technically in the yeah. old playoff format. I miss that old playoff format. I preferred that. Yeah. yeah, a lot more easy to understand. <laughs> the, the Stars are a weird team, man. Like, I always think of them as being led by Jamie Benn and Tyler Sagan, but, like, those guys, like, Jamie Benn will not survive playoff hockey. I've watched him play a couple times. They played the Leafs, whatever else. I've been ha- having money on the Stars, and I've watched a few games. That guy is, like, a third-line winger now. Like, he can't do it anymore. He's no good anymore. Him or Tyler Sagan are not the first two or even three names you bring up when you're talking about the Dallas Stars anymore. It's wild um, to think that. They still got Pavelski there, or has he moved on somewhere else? Because he, uh, he was doing well for them for a little bit, but uh, I don't know. I, I see that going down as a sweep, Colorado. I hope they get bounced so early because I don't want to watch uh, Dallas bore us to death to the Stanley Cup Finals like they did a few years ago. So, How about uh, the Wild in St. Louis? That's another matchup as it stands right now. I know, Stu, you like the – the Wild is kind of a dark horse team underdog kind of uh, pick there. What do you think about them uh, going on? So listen, I think this this series now is a coin toss. St. Louis has been buzzing. And the teams that start buzzing late, what happens? Like The best teams go through a rough patch, I feel like, every year. And then the teams that buzz late come in hot for the playoffs. I wanted to say Wild, and I've liked the Wild all year. Um, I've had like multiple, I always had the wild guys on my fantasy. You know, I had, uh, I had Matt Boldy even for a little bit. I met Ryan Hartman and I had Cam Talbot was my tendy for, I rode him through most of the year there. So, um, I think they're, I always thought they were going to make it 
at least past the first round this year. And I thought they were a dark horse as a cup contender. But, dude, St. Louis looks so gross right now. It's insane. Well, they're eleven zero and one. They're eleven zero and one in their last twelve, aren't they? Say they're they're on a similar s- streak to Florida Panthers, who are considered to be the, one of the best teams in the NHL right now. So it, it shows you good teams that have been there before, like the Blues. They know when to turn it on and they know how to turn it on, which is even better. Like they could just kind of go through that rough patch, and then all of a sudden it's like, oh, we need, you know, ten of the last fifteen games need to be wins. Bet. Like, watch me go. Like, it's, it's, it, that's good teams. That is a sign of a great team, is a team that could turn it on at the right times. And if you're clicking going into playoffs, I am the same with, as Stewie I think that St. Louis is going to run over Minnesota. I think they're going to keep the hot streak going. That one may, may only go five as well. I like St. Louis in that series. Really? I think it's going to be a close series. I think it might go seven. They're going to beat the, they're both great teams. And they both play like, I don't, I don't even know how to explain. It. I just think it's going to be, that might be the best series. Yeah, I think it, it definitely uh, when they get hot like that at the end of the season too, it can come down to just a goalie lighting it yeah. up. Like one goalie, like Carey Price there, who had the Habs going to the cup final last year. Yep. Carey Price steps in there. Actually, I think Don Cherry might have mentioned that Carey Price was going to do great things like he always does, unless he's playing the Sens. But we'll get to that in a little bit. But uh, yeah, one killed goalie me. gets killed hot. Killed my so- Stewie Saturday. <laughs> I apologize if anyone took that. Hopefully not. Probably not. No, hopefully not. But Who's starting him. in St. Louis? Is it still Bennington or do they have some young guy in there? Well, here's a, the thing. Tandem, Bennington's, right? Bennington's won. The la- I was listening to Chicklets today and they were talking about this. They said Bennington's won the last two or I think he's won two of the three, maybe his last three. I don't know. And he's been playing really well. So there's a the question mark, but I think it's still Huso. But there is a question mark just because it's he, he's playing well late in the season and yep. he's won us a cup before. So the question mark's there, but... Uh, I There's that Hughes, so. famous quote. I think one of the interviewers asked him, like, uh, are you nervous going into this? Because he was a rookie. I think it was the year he won the cup. Was it? I think he was a rookie or at least really new to the league. And uh, they asked him, like, are you nervous? And he's like, do I look nervous? <laughs> and he just stone called, do I look nervous? And like, fuck, he gets in that mentality again, playoff time. They could be real dangerous. So I'm going St. Louis in uh, in six for that wow. series. Yep. And, uh, well, Tarasenko, too, has been lighting it up lately. Like, he was On first fire. star of the week, I think, last week in the NHL. And, the whole uh, team, dude. Robert yeah. Thomas, Pavel yeah. Buchnevich, who is a, an absolute steal in the offseason. Who's the kid the they got, got, got Kairou or something, too? He's yeah, like, but uh, he's been going off all year. He's been steady yeah. all year. He's like a point per game, I think, for them. All Let's just see that. him in the playoffs do that shit. Like, holy fuck, right. they're going to be deadly, man. That's a, Both those teams are kind of sleeper picks. You know, who has them winning the Stanley Cup? And they both have a good shot. Like Minnesota, we're all picking, uh, you know, saying St. Louis could run through them because the streak they've been on. But what if St. or what if Minnesota heats up all of a sudden, and uh, you know, they their guys start lighting it up just the same way that St. Louis's could happen. Absolutely, and they're fully capable of doing it down in Minnesota too. They've shown that they're good all season long. I, yeah, that's that is a toss up. I almost want to take back my in five take. I want to say St. Louis in six now. Because that seems like it's given Minnesota more of a chance. Because yeah, they are a good team, and they're they're they've been on multiple heaters throughout this season. They got good pieces, even guys like Kevin Fiala. Like he's, yeah, he's he's been great, and he's big, and he's a big body that can work. Like he's a guy that's a prototypical playoff superstar. Kind of reminds me of like maybe uh, Brian Bickle back in the day for Chicago, who would get in the playoffs and just absolutely made a career out of it. Basically, Kevin Fiala could be that yeah. guy. For the Orno, Minnesota Ontario Wild. legend, Brian yep. Beckel, shout out. <laughs> Orno, yeah. Ontario. Yo, James Van Riemsdyk, remember when he carried Philly through the playoffs one yeah. year? It was, when he was young, big guy. Yep. 
Yeah. Uh, Jay Gensel when he was still young. Remember that? Holy yep. shit, what a tear up. Braden Point. There's been some guys that just, yeah, turn it up in the playoffs. Yep. How about our next matchup between Calgary and Nashville? I know a lot of people have Calgary winning Calgary, the cup. Calgary, so. move on. Yep. Move on, Calgary. I yeah, yeah. I I got I got. I mean, me personally, I got Calgary versus Col. I think it were it'll work out that way too. I think I got Calgary versus Colorado in the Western Conference Final, and that will be maybe the best series of hockey you could ever watch. I think like that would be the greatest series of all time going into the Cup Final. I think both those teams would be bloodied and battered heading home. So yeah, like Stewie J said, Calgary in this one and move along. I think what might even be a better uh, series than that one, if it comes down to it, would be Calgary and Edmonton facing each other. Like the, the good old Battle of Alberta. Wouldn't that be electric in the playoffs? That's what I want to see. So uh, I got to go with Calgary in this one. I don't think it's uh, going to be a sweep like a lot of people might predict, though. I think Nashville has uh, some players with having really good seasons like Duchesne and uh, Saros, I think, is in net still, and he's been solid all season long. And I think, uh, you know, they're another sleeper team. I'm still going Calgary though, but I don't think, uh, it's going to be a sweep. Like I think that Colorado is going to go through Dallas. If anybody is willing to vouch for Nashville, I'll make some egregious bets on Calgary. <laughs> I'll bet the, I'll, I'll, I'm willing to get piercings in, in the wildest places. If, <laughs> if, if, if Nash, all right, we're clipping <laughs> that Nashville one. Wins that series. <laughs> we're clipping it. And Nashville fans, man, Nashville fans, man. Let me know if you're out there. Actually, no, not fans because they're obviously the take Nashville. But if there's a Nashville, if there's guys that are, are, are Smashville, Nashville, let's go <laughs> and willing and want to make a big wager. Hey, let us know at show bell. I say if the predators win, this series, and somebody actually calls us on it, I'll get a Predators logo tattooed on my ass. Permanent. Holy shit. I'm, I'm not saying anything like that because uh, I, I, I think Nashville has a shot. You know, I've seen upsets. They do have a shot, actually. <laughs> they do. I would just so, I would just, I'm so, I'm so up on Calgary. It's not even funny, but, but Nashville does have some good pieces. I didn't know we were, we were all like, I didn't know we were all as confident as myself. So, but I think Nashville. Uh, they like Saros could just turn it on, I guess, but I don't know. Um, who, who they, I mean, that first line with Forsberg and Duchesne has been going crazy. Um, uh, but then they're not really a three line team. I mean, like, they got some like Geno has been really good for them. Um, Tomasino as a rookie has been really good for them. That kid's a stud. Watch him play in Niagara for a full season. Um, he's gonna be a star. But if Calgary doesn't win this, we, I might just, I might just hop off this pod because I have no credibility after that. <laughs> I mean, everyone's going to be taking Calgary though. Like who, oh, who yeah. would, wouldn't have them unless you're a Nashville fan or something. Yeah. They're huge favorites to win the cup. Even I think they're the best odds. Favorites? Like the biggest favorite to win the cup. Aren't they them? Florida. Really? And, well, they, they're definitely up there. They're one of the top. Yeah. Three. Yeah. Up there, up there. I didn't know that. I, I, just I didn't know that either. Tampa. Yeah. Maybe so they're not number out. one, but they've got to be like top three, I would think. You know, Calgary, give Colorado, and Florida or something like that. I'm not going off stats. I'm just like saying like what I've been hearing in conversations between people and yeah, a lot of people yeah, say right, Calgary. Right. All right. The one after that is the Oilers and the Kings. And I've got the Oilers in this one. And uh, part of that is because at the start of the year before like the you know first game of the season, before preseason even started, having some uh, – Having some pints with the boys, and we uh, negotiated a deal where we'd all predict who's going to go the furthest in the playoffs. Before the season even started, my buddy took Calgary, my other buddy took Florida, and I took Edmonton because of McDavid. 
and uh, I'm sticking with it. You know, all it takes is one goalie to heat up. What if all of a sudden Edmonton's goalie heats up and they got a lot of pieces to get shit done? That might be the least likely guy to heat up in any playoff team. Fucking uh, Mike Smith should have retired. No, I'm kidding. Um, I actually like Mike Smith. He's had a great career and Koskinen, I guess, is like getting better. But fucking um, Edmonton, regardless, until they actually find some, they're always going to have goalie problems. But You're going Kings then in that Edmonton Kings? No, 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 no. I'm just saying. I'm just saying. I, I don't. I was just saying. Like I have like a, a little bit of a disagreement, I guess, with your. With uh, well, no, you're right in saying that a goalie can heat up, but I'm saying I'm just wanting to go the deepest between Calgary and Florida. Yeah, I probably look like I have the you know worst chance of that compared to my buddies right now. But that was before the season started when we placed those. But in that series, I think I I, I want I got Edmonton just because I want Edmonton to win. But the and like I just never, I don't see what it is at the Kings. I don't watch their games, or I haven't at least very many this year. They got the silver helmets though. Hey, eh? those are kind of shiny and nice. Maybe that's what it silver is. Hey, eh? they're just blinding dudes. Like the you know what I mean? Yeah. Like I can't. Is that believe, legal? Like, they're cheating, dude. They're cheating. All year <laughs> they've been proving me wrong, man. Like I don't know how they do it, but the fuck they're, they they. I, I want to say Edmonton, but I don't know. Really, I don't know. I'm not serious. I got this one going seven games. I got L.A. taking it in seven. I don't have Edmonton getting by the first round. If if we think the Leafs have goalie problems with Jack Campbell and Eric Schalgren as our backup, that Edmonton's goalie situation is in shambles. Whatever is a word that's bigger than problems, that's what Edmonton's goalie situation is. Like Mike Smith is is more likely to pull a groin and miss another 40. Like I think he missed like 50, 60 games this year. I think he's only played in 15 or 20. Like I had him at the start of the season in fantasy hockey and they said he was going to be out for a week. He was out for nine. Nine well, they weeks. were they were they were going like one A one or one A one B. They were doing like uh they were splitting starts between him and Koskin and when he was healthy still. So like, but like for a while it was like Stuart Skinner was up there and stuff. Yep, that's what I'm saying. Like they, it's it's a their goalie situation is in shambles, and I just don't see. What is Mike Smith at? Forty one, maybe forty two years old. I just don't see a forty two or forty one year old goalie heating up, and I definitely don't see Miko Koskin heating up. You got I don't think he's that old. You got two shutouts in a row. I'm pretty sure. Did he? There I we thought go. it was back-to-back game shutouts. Talk about and heating up. I don't think he's 41 years old. I think Craig Anderson's the oldest goalie right now, and he's 41, I believe, or 40. Um, yeah, I, yeah, he's 40. He's 40 years oh, old he's right now. 40. So he's been in the league since 2002. That's so if, it, that's if anyone's hungry for a cup, it's Mike Smith. He played in. He he appeared in 27 games this year. So. He missed about 50 games total this I'm, season. So it's I'm like it's Oilers those, in five. Oilers in five. How about I got, that? I got Kings in seven because I, the Kings were a team that I thought were going to fall off all season long. And you want to talk about a guy who's hungry for a cup? Drew Doughty. This guy, yeah. this guy's hungry for another one. He's getting to the end of his career. He's not he's not the player he once was, but he's actually having a really good year. And this Kings team, I think, is kind of scary in terms of matchup to go to play, to beat them four times in a row. I think that's tough. Kopitar is super underrated too. eh? I'd put him up there for one of the most underrated of all time kind of guys, because especially the start of this year, he was lighting it up. And I think he's, yep. I like Kopitar. Edmonton. I'm saying Edmonton. I just checked the game log on Mike Smith. He's been buzzing lately. I was totally wrong. Edmonton. It is four sweep. Oh, Oh, let's go. <laughs> I, do, I am saying Edmonton, though. Four shutouts in a row. I don't let's know. go. <laughs> yep. 
Shall we move on to the Eastern Conference? Eastern it's Conference. It's up to you, man. It's up to you, Ty. Take us there. That's that's all I had on uh, the Captain. Oilers Kings there. So we'll move on. So we're uh, looking at a matchup here between the Florida Panthers and the Washington Capitals. And uh, I'm going Florida with that one. I don't know, five games, six games maybe. I don't think uh, Washington has it like they did when they won the Cup. I think uh, Florida's way, way too much firepower on Florida's team. They're scoring, uh, would they break a record this year, the most goals in franchise history? I don't know if that was like a league-wide record, but I know they've got uh, more goals than we've seen a team score. Dude, they time. score 10 goals a game. Yeah. yeah. Pretty much, when was pretty last much time? It might be a league actually, record. But... I'd have to double check that, but it's for sure like a franchise record, the most that uh, Florida's ever had success. There was goals. something, I saw something saying they've won more games by three goals or something or something like that than they have by one or something. I don't then even they've know. Lost, Somebody told yeah, me that. But... Yeah, it was like they've won more right. games by three than they've like lost by two or whatever the hell it was it's something crazy like that yeah well even like the stat i I thought i I tried to send it into our group chat but then it it got taken down so i don't know if it's real so don't quote me on this stat but the stat that i sent in the group chat was that florida hasn't been shut out this year they haven't been shut out one time that's crazy you know who wasn't wasn't shut out one time last year the ottawa senators weren't shut out once last year really yeah that's wild i didn't even know they're the only team in the league so maybe so that Florida stat can, doesn't mean shit. Yeah, well, yeah. Florida can think they're sick, but uh, Ottawa's fucking just as sick. <laughs> so I think Florida will win against Washington because they just play such an up-and-down game. So does Washington. But the problem with Florida is, like, yeah, they can they can put up 10, but Bobrovsky might let in six. He might let in seven. Like, Bobrovsky hasn't been great all season long. Bob has struggled. And if that's if Florida gets in the playoffs and they want to play back and forth and kind of thing— Washington's a team that could pot a few goals. They got a lot of goal scorers and skill guys too, right? So it could end up going a little bit longer. But yeah, I got I got Florida. Yeah, five six sounds about right. I got Florida in five or six. You think Bobrovsky struggled at like a, as like a season, like a total body of work? He's not had a great year. Or are you saying he's had like he's had some downs? He's had some. I I think he's had some serious downs. Like even if you look at the Leafs game, I think he got pulled in that one. And in that yeah, he did. in that stretch, he had been pulled in like two or three straight games during that. He's had a couple rough patches throughout the season, and I'm pretty sure Florida's let in a ton of goals this season. Yeah, I think. I mean, I think he's had a pretty good year. Like in in, in uh, I guess like in comparison to last year. Well, yeah, in comparison to last year, yeah, he's, he's improved a little bit. And then he's, and then the, the thing for too, I think. he makes he makes like. $10 million a year though. He should be, he should be rolling. Like he should be, he should be Carey Price in his prime. He, he's yeah, the highest you, paid goalie in the league. The Florida's doing something right, dude. I think Sam Bennett's on a crazy value contract. I think they've got nope. some guy, like how do they have a goalie that's not even performing uh, to his value yep. and paying them $10 million and they still are just fucking steamrolling teams. Yeah, they crew. They're a wagon, dude. They're an offensive juggernaut. They could, break like I don't know they haven't really done I mean they lost to Tampa last year so they haven't really like proved anything in the past years but dude I think they're the favorite to win the cup right now uh according to bet 365 I just checked by the way uh Ty and where's Calgary uh, on there like number three but listen to this listen to this dude that you might want to move on to this series next but Tampa Bay is plus 1200 on bet 365 that's that's Oh, I'm putting Leafs, money on like, that. The, the <laughs> Leafs are plus 1,100. Even Carolina's plus 1,200. And Tampa's down there, like the seventh ranked or seventh from the top, apparently. So that's 
<laughs> Bro, that might be a value bet. Is, is somebody injured? Am I missing something? For Tampa? Yeah. Who's going to be injured long, like through the playoffs or I no? I don't think so. I don't. I, I haven't heard anything. Like, Vasquez is maybe, still going. Cooch is still going. Stammer's still going. Headman. Like, they got all their big dogs right now. Maybe it's just because it, they're going to play the Leafs, and they think it's going to be a, like a – That makes sense. Fuck I mean, at each other. Just looking at the history of the Leafs in the first round, it would make sense, you know. <laughs> I'm yeah, yeah, Ty. But the, you would say, you'd I'm be saying that you'd be saying that they'd be more likely to win though in that situation, right? Tampa. If you're work, looking yeah. at history of the Le- yeah, if you're looking at history of the Leafs, it shouldn't be a line that's plus twelve hundred. Yeah. When they're Tampa's both, like, they're both when, pluses though, right? Like twelve hundred and eleven hundred. Is that what you said? The Leafs are plus eleven hundred. Obvi- yeah. Well, and nobody, Lightning are all what? like Lightning are what plus twelve hundred? You said plus twelve hundred. I think I think yeah. Florida Florida is like plus five. Let me check. I just had it open. Well, we might as well move on to that series with our predictions then. Yeah. So, who are you guys taking in that one and how many games? Well, I have to take the lead. Oh, I'm sorry. Colorado. I completely forgot to call it. Colorado is the favorite for the cup. Yep. Plus 375. And then okay. it's Florida plus 400. Almost the same, right? Yep. And then it's Calgary plus 750. Toronto plus 1100. Carolina plus 1200. Tampa plus 1200. So, what the fuck? Is, is, is Tampa the bet? I've got money oh, on Tampa. I hate I hate. I hate betting against the Leafs, though. I don't want to bet against my guys. So I got Leafs in that series, and that's a bunch. Of, I can't say anything different. That's all I can games? say. How many games? Do I really have Leafs? Is the question. But I have Leafs, well, and I'm going to be at. I'm going to be at Maple Leaf <laughs> Square. So let's go. I'm be at Maple Leaf Square. Uh, hopefully for multiple games. Hopefully, hopefully the series goes along and we don't get fucking rinsed. Um. So I can go to a few. Hopefully, go seven before we lose, eh? So I can at least get to a few games. <laughs> no, I got, uh, I got, I got the Leafs getting off the Schneid here in the first round. I think it's been what four, five years in a row, maybe even six. There's been a lot of years where the Leafs have gotten duped and bounced in the first round, and the fans have been duped, and we've been fired up about it. But this is the year. I don't, I, I don't care what anybody says. No outside noise. I saw Charles Barkley pick him, which is kind of scary because that guy's a cooler usually with his picks. That guy's very cold every time he makes a pick. But I get the Leafs winning in the first round. I get the Leafs even possibly winning in the second round too. Give me the Leafs in six games versus the Lightning. We're going Tampa in five right here. I think uh, you know the favorite in that series is the, the ghost that haunts the Leafs. And he'll be at it again. And uh, where did you say you're going during the games there, Stu? I think you might uh, bring a jersey with you to throw on the, Maple Leaf the Square. bonfire going, they're having there. Yeah, I'm going to Maple Leaf Square to watch them get rinsed 8-1, bounced in four there to fucking go. Tampa. How many DK's, jerseys made DK's it into getting, the bonfire there? D- yeah, oh, come on. DK's getting clipped, <laughs> eh? When, so when, when they get rinsed again, oh, he said dude. this is the year. This is the year. He's going to be in a... He's gonna be in like a Leafs fan, like I've heard that somewhere before, you know. Yeah, this is yeah, the, yeah. He's gonna be. I've heard tight. that somewhere before. Eh? He's gonna be in a typical Leafs fan montage on Instagram, a eh? by like a fucking Ottawa Senators fan account <laughs> called Nine High Sensberg Heisenberg. Yeah, I'll put together the Twitter. montage as soon as uh, that series is over and the Lightning take it in five. <laughs> oh man, <laughs> if if they lose, like I said, if they lose in the first round this year. My TV that I just bought is going off the balcony. Sheldon keeps getting fired. Dubas is getting fired. If they lose, fire fucking Brendan Shanahan because who gets a fucking 10-year Shanna plan that's getting bounced in the first round seven times in a goddamn row? If they lose in the first round, my apartment's getting ripped up and I'm going to have to move (laughs) somewhere else. (laughs) 
<laughs> You're going to have to pay the fucking pay the deductible, eh? No, I'm just going to be I'm going to be gone. You won't be able to find me. I will rip up the apartment, throw the balcony off the TV and I'll be gone. I'll be over in, I'll be over in the throw states the, or in Mexico somewhere, prison break. Throw the about. fucking balcony off the TV, eh? Throw the balcony yeah. off the TV. <laughs> <Yeah. right>? Come <laughs> on. Holy shit. This guy's already flustered. I was just well, here is the TV off the balcony. Now it's the balcony <laughs> off the TV if it happens again this year. <laughs> Moving on oh, though, man. let's uh, let's talk about some Carolina Hurricanes versus the Boston Bruins. How we see that going down? I got, I got the Bruins. I mean, I know Carolina's dealing with some goalie issues here. Freddie Anderson hurt again a couple of weeks before the playoffs. They said I think it was two days ago that they're going to have to reevaluate him in a week. That means he's going to miss game one or game two. Carolina may be going in this similar to Pittsburgh without their starting goalie. That's a big thing to be said. Give me the Bruins. That one's that one may go six or seven last or six or seven as well. Quickly though, I did fall in love with Carolina. Watching them in the playoffs last year, thought they were unreal to watch. But give me the Bruins. Give me the Bruins in six. Stu, I'm going Carolina, um, just because Krejci when he left left a huge hole and in like the Boston second line center there. Um, and now they kind of have to spread the wealth, right? Like Pasternak got dropped down the line. He's been de- a huge, a huge hamper to their success. This could be their downfall. Is Pasternak? They need that guy to step up and have a big series, right? He has some nagging injuries. Has he even come back yet? Has he been playing? He hasn't been playing recently, but I don't know if he came back uh, tonight. I think they played tonight. I don't know if he's in the lineup, but um, he's been like so hot and cold. So he needs to step up and. Uh, I don't know. I think I got Carolina. Freddie's hot. Um, and also, the only thing about Carolina is that they don't have a star. You know what I mean? They Did don't you say, have like, uh, that Freddy's guy. Freddie's out, DK? Or what's going on with Freddie? Is he injured? No, nah, Freddie's in. No, Freddie Freddy got hurt last. Freddie Anderson, he got hurt last week, and they said they were going to have to reevaluate until this week. I'll look it up right now. Oh, um, shit. But I'm almost, oh, I'm almost, I'm literally almost 100% sure. That he is hurt right now. Oh shit! Yeah. My fucking I I need I gotta pay attention, boys. It all comes back to the goalie. If, if Freddie's in, I'm yeah. I'm saying I'm saying Carolina. Here's my thing: if if, if Freddie's in, I'm saying Carolina. But the only thing that scares me about Carolina is they don't have a star. Um, Aho Svechnikov, you could say like they like they're they're unreal players, but they don't have a guy. Ah, uh, well, I don't know. Carolina fans are gonna hate me, I guess. But fucking, they're a bunch of jerks, anyways. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> I like those shirts. I want one of those shirts. And I like Carolina. I like Carolina. Hopefully, they fuck, fuck Boston, actually. At the end of the day, fuck Boston. I like some of their guys, but fuck Boston. They killed the fucking, you know how much fucking depression they've caused me over the years? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, a- Anderson's going to be out at least a week. This is from April 21st. Anderson's going to be out at least one week uh, for the Carolina Hurricanes because of a lower body injury. Coach Rod Brendamore said, it is a big concern. So it looks like yeah. it might be longer than a week. Classic Freddie Anderson. No balls. Guy can't play in the fucking playoffs. <laughs> I think uh, it comes down to a lot in the playoffs is who's got the better goalie. And I think uh, Boston, they got that tandem. Who's it? Swayman and uh, what's the other guy's name? I can't Allmark. Think of. And Allmark. Yeah, I think they they got uh, depth, man. One of them, you know, gets injured or something. You're, you're fine. You don't have to worry. You got another guy to back him up. And, uh, you know, Boston's got world-class players in Marshawn and Bergeron. Bergeron's probably getting close to retirement. He's hungry for another one. 
same way that uh, DK, you were saying Doughty's kind of hungry for another one too. I think uh, I think Boston takes that series, but it's not going to be easy because the Hurricanes got one of the best coaches in the league in Rod Brandemore. I think it goes to game seven and the Bruins take it and they're going to be worn out by the second round. I would say something to be said about guys like the the Doughty's and the Kopitar's and now Marshawn Bergeron that have been there before, guys on St. Louis too that have been there before, just seem to know like just how to get it done. They know how to win in the playoffs. They know what the game's going to be like. And Carolina, guys like Ajo and different, like I just, I just think Boston matches up really well. It might run them in, like run them out of the building in a couple games here early, and then Carolina will win back at home. But yeah, if Freddie Anderson's out, it may be a quick series and a quick, how are you now for the Carolina Hurricane? Yeah. What are we putting on a- it? What are we putting on? I got Carolina as long. My one condition is Freddie has to play, and I got Carolina. What What are we saying, lads? Friendly gentleman's bet here. Well, I'm any, not getting any tattoos I'm or confident piercings. I'll tell you that. <laughs> fuck, fuck, fuck Boston. I'm so I'm I'm willing to put money just to or or not money, maybe money. I'm putting anything. I'm, I was gonna say I was say name name your price. I'm in. I always I always love a little side action. <laughs> <laughs> How would that work though? Because two of us are going Boston, one of us is going Carolina. Hey, twice the twice the return. Hey, it's either two losers or one loser. There, we'll you we want what we'll do. We'll we'll figure it out. And before the playoffs start, and this podcast gets released next week on Monday, we will have the stakes for the Carolina and Boston series ready for you. Uh, Ty, good. I want that. I want that Ottawa Senators pillow behind you, and I'm <laughs> fucking throwing the fucking bonfire like you told like you told me to. My Leafs jersey. Well, you can throw your Leafs jersey in there, but uh, maybe I'll move it off camera or something. Then. Uh. Uh, okay. Well, then I want that Billy Strings hat. I actually love that. It's not. It's definitely no, not going in the fire. This is a fucking collector's item, buddy. This ain't going nowhere. <laughs> so you're not confident in your picks, eh? Well, oh, fuck, man. Boston. Uh, they're gonna win either way. But uh, Billy Strings hat is not on the line unless it's a Sens game or something. Shit. Maybe. Well, then we got to figure something. This guy's already stingy we'll, about his we'll bets. Figure it you said you were down. <laughs> yeah, well, fucking, what do I get if I win? Give me that, give me that Billy Strings give me a herb Billy grinder. Strings hat if I win, give me a Billy Strings hat if I win. Give me the Billy Strings. If I win, I want the Billy Strings uh, herb grinder specifically for kitchen uses only. We'll sort it out. We'll sort it out. We'll we'll uh, discuss after the pod, and then we'll post uh, the only. clip along with the uh, the details. But uh, we got All one right. more matchup to move on to, and it's the Rangers and the Penguins. Take it and away. And I think this is going to be a good series. Uh, who who do you guys have? Rangers, and I'm willing to bet anything on it again. <laughs> I, I, Rangers. I, I, I'm going with say. you, dude. I'm going with you. Pittsburgh doesn't have Tristan Jari. I'm going with you. I'm a Rangers absolute fan. I'm, I'm a super fan of the Rangers. I might get I'm a I'm going uh, Sidney Crosby and the Penguins just because Stu oh. said Rangers. The goalie-less oh, Penguins, eh? No Tristan Jari. Broken foot. I think he's out at least until the second round, and you're going the Pens? Yeah, we're going pants. Betting on it? Wow. Betting on it? I'm here. Yeah. I'm still here. I'm still here. Yeah, we'll, we'll <laughs> you know. sort out what we're betting, but uh, yeah, I'm down for a bet, yeah. Oh, my God. I'm I'm so – I'm going to have the whole Billy Strings catalog we, we in do like room 20, in a couple months. How about we do like uh, 20 bucks each? I think the Billy Strings herb grinder is worth like 10 bucks or something when it was on sale, so we'll go uh, 20 I bucks. I want you to purchase it. I want you to purchase it and ship it to my house with a special note. <laughs> We'll see. We'll see. Saying sorry. Saying sorry. All right. Same shit then if I win. <laughs> but you won't, though. It's just the difference. Go Rangers. We'll <laughs> see. You said the Habs were going to win last night, too. And uh, go I know, Sats. man. I know, man. <laughs> it's the Habs. I'm never confident in the Habs. 
Price is a fraud. Hey, speaking of the sense too, and before we move on from oh, hockey, here we go. I got to give a quick shout out to Mark Kastelik from the Ottawa Senators for having the greatest goal Sally of all time after scoring his first NHL goal on Carey Price. And what was that Sally? He dropped the gloves and got into his scrap after scoring his first NHL goal. And we friggin' love to see it. And not only that, but he scored his second NHL goal on Carey Price as well. And I know I Stewie that. loved that game because uh no i didn't love that i didn't even see it i just made the pick and didn't watch because that's an absolute snooze fest of a game sends habs <laughs> that was electric that was electric i don't know what you're saying you didn't watch the game so i don't know why you're saying what a snooze fest and what not a snooze i think fest. i think there needs to be some stakes involved for it to be electric they're they're both done well the future is uh it's just building the future man well, that's gonna be the, a playoff series when the it's not the are- future though it's the present Oh, and it's still electric. It's just foreshadowing yeah. how much. I mean, it's like, hockey at the end of the day. I'll watch be. if it's the only thing on. But but uh, it's tough. It's, sports- it's coming down the playoff run, and you're watching two teams playing for pride. That's kind of t- <laughs> that doesn't that doesn't yeah. get my juices flowing like watching two teams battling it out for the last playoff spot or something. I was getting calibrated at Hanks. Are you kidding me? That talk about an electric factory. I was not <laughs> watching that game. I'll tell you that much. I was I was getting turbocharged. Well, uh, you Actually, missed was, out on a guy scoring a goal and celebrating by fighting someone. That is, is a way to win else. over a Canadian a Canadian fan base's hearts is f- scrapping after your first NHL goal. <laughs> exactly. But uh, while we're talking about scrapping, why don't we move on to some fights? There was some uh, electric fights over the weekend. Probably the most notable one was the Tyson Fury versus Dillian White. That one ending with a beautiful uppercut landing by Tyson Fury. Fury getting the win followed by his signature celebration where he celebrated by singing Don McLean's American Pie with 94,000 people in attendance. And everything about that fight was just, you know, electric. I can't think of another word. It was electric. From the walkout music where he had fireworks going, he's sitting in his throne, to the fight itself and the uppercut that ended the fight. But uh, what did you guys think of that knockout and that post-fight celebration singing Don McLean's American Pie? Ty, first of all, that was an incredible transition. That was. Oh, thanks. <laughs> Speaking of scrapping, he says. Anyways, yeah. I, does that have like a meaning or, or did he just do that and it kind of stuck? Does, is there a meaning behind that song? Because I was thinking like I thought the Dillian white dude was American before they introduced him because it was bye, bye. You know what I'm saying? Saying bye to the right, American right. guy. You know, I thought it was like that. But then he's he's uh, he's also from the UK, which is also another reason that's hilarious is that they're both from the UK, but they lit up uh, Wembley Stadium with fireworks when Fury came out, and then yeah, and then they did a whole theatrics like five, like a ten minute intro, and then White just got like he just got his song. Well, I think the, <laughs> I think White's actually Jamaican, but he's uh, fighting out of the UK. I don't think he's actually born in the UK. While oh, okay. Gypsy King is like you know he's playing in front of or fighting in front of his hometown. And he's obviously yeah. the fan favorite. Like people aren't going to that fight to go watch Dillian White. They're going to go see Gypsy King <laughs> in a fight, which leading into it, he said is probably his last fight before he retires. And yeah. as for the American Pie thing, I'm not sure the actual backstory of that. I'm sure there is, but he does that after he wins fights all the time. He he did that I think after his last fight against Wilder, and uh, he gets the whole crowd singing, and and uh, that's classic Gypsy King. Like. I was expecting that. I posted on the story, of, you know, my prediction of him to win the fight along with that song because I, I knew it was coming. I knew he was going to win that fight. You can't bet so, against the Gypsy King. He's undefeated. No. 
So last last fight, he started the song at the very in. They started the song, and then the 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 crowd didn't hear like really know the lyrics that well. I heard, and, and uh, then this time, this, this time he just went right into the chorus. Well, you know what he did was uh, leading into this fight, him and Don McLean partnered up, and they I released a collaborative song. Like they collaborated on a song where uh, Don McLean and Tyson Fury are singing it together, and the whole video for it has uh, Tyson Fury's fight clips and everything. Like. You can go watch it on YouTube. You can probably download it on your phone. And then when he was doing his walkout, like those going, like watching these walkouts, it's like a, a rock and roll concert or something. Just watching him enter to the ring. He's coming out. And before he even gets there, they play American Pie, the Don McLean Tyson Fury version. Then he starts walking out and it, it starts playing Notorious B.I.G. And then uh, switches from that to a Notorious Big song. But then the background music is Kings of Leon. Like it was electric and he sits in his throne and there's fireworks going it was like man i i don't know what a ticket would have costed but it was probably worth it to go see that shit that is one thing that the that boxing has over the ufc is it it is way more of a show and the theatrics and like you say the fireworks going off the only guy that i could think of even does anything close to that is like adesanya maybe does some dances on his way to the octagon but like the ufc needs to kind of bring some of that in when it's like a big McGregor fight. If he ever comes back or like your champions get the cut. Like imagine seeing like Kamaru Usman next fight, just coming out on a throne. Like that'd be sick, right? Yeah. Yeah, Like it'd it'd be sick. But for some reason they think that's like WWE stuff. So they don't want to be even, they don't even want to be like a part of it, the UFC, but the boxing does it right in terms of even like watching a few, I know people are going to hate this if I'm talking about boxing, but watching like the Jake Paul fights, I'm like, he's don't, he's doing fights and in between the fights, Justin Bieber's rolling a couple songs on stage. Like that's sick. Yeah. UFC Snoop needs to Dog bring that in. Yeah. Shit. yeah. Yeah. UFC needs to bring that in, um, to their arena too. Like they need to bring that, like the absolute showmanship of the entrances and whatever else. I'd like to see that, but I think they can definitely overdo it sometimes. Like I remember watching, uh, you mentioned the Jake Paul fight and I don't want to talk too much about him when it comes to MMA. Cause he's still, uh, a lot to prove. He's got to fight someone legit before we start talking about him legit. But uh, I remember watching a Triller event where they had, you know, concert after concert. And it was like, when is the fight going to start? Like, it was like shitty rapper after shitty pop singer after yeah. this. And it was like, man, I don't want to see this shit. <laughs> I want to see the fight. Right. So I think uh, the, the Tyson Fury walkout was perfect. But uh, having like a full out concert in between every fight, it's uh, it can get a little much. So it's kind of finding that perfect amount. Yep. And I think they nailed it at Wembley Stadium there last night. But, uh, Stu, did you have a point to make about that uh, the, statement there? The event, the trailer event you're talking about was the Jake Paul Ben Askren fight. I was on the same fucking, I was on the same page as you, bro. I was like, what the yeah. fuck is happening? But then, Too much. Um, way overdone. As far as the UFC, though, do you think they could recreate what they just did? Because that was, dude, that was in Wembley Stadium, and they have the ability to shoot fireworks off the fucking top. You like, get Conor McGregor rug, coming roof. out, you could get some shit going with Conor McGregor or something. Yeah, like but that, they, yeah. the UFC, the like the UFC, uh, football stadium never hosts the UFC, do they? Well, that like the UFC's been to like the Rogers Center in Toronto. You could do fireworks yeah. there. They've been, really? I think they've been to the uh, a big place in the UK as well. Actually, that was like an outdoor stadium where they had a lot of fans for Adesanya. No, yeah, they, sure. they've they've had some packed events. That's for sure. Like I don't know about. Uh, I think the Wembley Stadium ninety four thousand was the biggest event in fighting for Europe of all time. So yep. like that 
that's a big one to compare it to. But I know uh, UFC has sold out big, like massive arenas. So they put a little bit of special effect in there and they've done it. I mean, like the uh, Ortega versus Volkanovsky fight, some of their walkouts were electric too. But uh, they, uh, they got to find the perfect amount and meet it right in the well, middle, kind of. Another thing too, the UFC has more competitiveness and this and that. So I'm just a casual boxing fan, which I feel like nowadays, like back in the day, yeah, people were heavy boxing fans before the UFC and before mixed martial arts was really a thing. Nowadays, if you're a casual boxing fan, I wrote down the names that I would actually tune in to watch. And I, I'm going to add a couple, but it was uh, Anthony Joshua, Fury, Wilder, Triple G, Canelo, Canelo Jake Paul. I would rather watch a Jake Paul fight than a regular undercard boxing match because the thing in boxing is that too many guys are 21 and 0 and they've fought guys. The 21 guys they fought don't have 21 wins combined on their records. You see a guy who's like 17 and 0 and he's fighting a guy who's 1 and 14. It's like, what the fuck is going on? Who sanctioned this fight? So it's like, they just kind of, they're fighting tomato cans constantly just to boost their record. So there's only three or four guys that you actually want to watch. Like, especially in a, in a UFC event, you, we talk about it all the time. The undercard and the prelims sometimes out at like the, the results of the fights and like excitement and whatever, sometimes they outdo the pay-per-view. Boxing, that would never happen. You're there to watch one fight. There could be 13 fights on the card, and I would only tune in to the main event because the other 12 are going to be garbage. Yeah, there's too many belts going around yes. and so many different leagues and all this. They got to get uh, kind of one belt for that weight class and get everyone to fight for it that's the best of the best instead of just having these guys crushing tomato cans. Like yeah. you said, I agree with that. The only name I wouldn't include in your list there is Jake Paul. I think the only people watch that is because they want to see him get knocked out i don't think people are actually tuning in because they're like oh it's going to be an excellent boxing match they're just watching to see him get his ass whooped that's why people are tuning into those fights Ty, i think i think it's because you're gonna see it on social media regardless for the next like week so that too yeah. you may as well you may as well watch it right and then and then um i think boxing i think ufc has the better format where like agreed it's like a you know what I mean? Just, and that's why they're going crazy right now is because is because people understand it. You know what I'm saying? Whereas boxing, it's all over the place. And that's why only the big names get fucking only 100%. the big names get get viewers. Like the only I the only can't can't misses for me would be Fury and and Canelo, really. Yeah. And then I guess I watch all the Jake Paul fights because I kind of have to because I, I I do want to see him get knocked out. I don't know if everyone does, but <laughs> But like uh, ninety yeah. fucking five percent of people probably do. Well, but he, he's not bad though, man. He's actually say, not bad. He's he, actually not bad. He at like all. Uh, the first couple fights I watched, like he fought like Nate Robinson, and I didn't care. Even the Ben Askren, I didn't care really. But then when he knocked out Tyron Woodley, like say what you want, oh Tyron Woodley's washed up. Well, so is half the guys that fucking Floyd Mayweather's fought and Canelo's fought. They're old. They're tomato cans too. So it's like one of those things where it's like Jake Paul. I don't know, man. Like he's kind of the last couple fights. He's impressive. I'd love to see him fight this Tommy Fury. Like I don't know anything about Tommy Fury. I know nothing. But at the same he point, would, he seems like a legit boxer, and I would love yeah. to see it. And if Jake Paul knocked him out, I feel like people would have to give him respect. That's that's exactly what uh, he needs to do is fight someone that's actually like a you know a, a fight that he doesn't just pick like yeah. self pick. That's an old guy that's never been in a boxing match before. Like. 
you want an old guy that actually is training boxing fight Anderson Silva. That guy's been training boxing and doing well at it. Yep. He's an old guy that, uh, you know, you see, he seems to like to fight old guys that are, you know, washed up. I wouldn't say Silva's washed up, but, uh, I'd like to see that fight. I think Silva would take it to him and actually, uh, get the win. So the thing with this though, is you got to think about it. Like, I agree with that too. Like, I think Silva would be like dummy Jake Paul. And I think everyone knows that. But also, I think Jake Paul's not calling out Anderson Silva because he calls out the Tyron Woodleys and the Ben Askrins and the people that are going to talk shit to him and make it a show, right? He's, he's trying to sell pay-per-views and he's not really a boxer. So what are you going to have? You're going to have to draw people in with your shit talking and this and that. Anderson Silva pretends that he can't speak English half the time. Even though he was over yeah, here well, and he speaks perfect English to everybody, he wouldn't, he wouldn't entertain the Jake Paul banter and they wouldn't be able to do the press conference like that's why mcgregor and mayweather was so big they just spent yeah. they literally went to like seven different spots just talking shit to each other for an hour right it's one of those things where, like, where he's gonna win too like if he goes against silva there's a good chance he's gonna get picked apart and take yeah. the l and then what's next for him in his career it's like go back to fighting old washed up tomato cans or uh go against another legit opponent and then get smoked again like yeah. he does have some skills there's no doubt about it but i right. think uh he hasn't proven it until he fights someone legit and he's really uh, not taking that, uh, that route. Like he hasn't, he was going to fight Tommy Fury and that just magically, uh, he got Tommy well, Fury got injury pulled or out. Like Yeah. That. He pulled out with like a rib. Yeah. Or something. I don't know. I don't know. He got Maybe paid, he, right? He probably he got, got paid probably to do that. Eh? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> something happened there. But, uh, we were talking about UFC a bit. So I want to, uh, just bring up the Canadians that came through over the weekend. Jordan, Mark Andre Barrio, and uh, Lance Gibson Jr. all getting the wins. Uh, Jordan and Barry all got the both first round submissions, very similar, like choked the guys out. And uh, Lance Gibson Jr., I think it was by decision. I didn't get to watch that fight because I was watching UFC. But uh, if you weren't tailing that parlay, I put out on the Instagram page there uh, on the three Canadians to get the win. I don't know why you weren't because that shit hit home. We got her done with that one. If you're not following Ty's UFC picks at this point, you are dumb. I'll tell you that right now. (laughs) I think through, I think through like three weeks since we started this podcast, I think you're like nine and two on your UFC picks, including parlays that cashed. The only ones I haven't hit was like yesterday. I put them out where it was like the whole card, the whole UFC card. And it was a fight night. So there's all these names that guys I haven't watched fight before. Some of them making their debuts or some of them like, you know, just, unexpected uh things occurred because they're guys you don't follow often and i'll still put my picks out there but i wasn't going to toss them in a parlay unless i'm confident about it and uh that canadian parlay i was feeling fine about and it came through so if i ever put one on the story and i'm saying to hit on it fucking hit that shit because we're gonna make some money off of that especially i think may 7th is the next pay-per-view ufc card where we got Oliveira versus Gaethje, Ferguson versus Chandler. Like, uh-huh. tune in for uh, next week's episode. We'll be breaking that down a bit, and uh, keep an eye on the Instagram and Twitter pages because we're going to be posting those picks, and we're gonna we're gonna make some money, hundred percent. Yep, it's guaranteed at this point. But let's move on to another fight that uh, happened, and it wasn't if we were mentioned earlier. It wasn't in a ring, but it was uh, between Mike Tyson and some random guy, and it took place on a plane. Uh, what'd you think of that whole incident? It was Mike Tyson just, uh, you know, boxing the shit out of some guy in a plane. Cause he was kind of harassing him for an autograph or something like that. I said, did you guys see the video? Yeah. How stupid of a human can you be to be going at Mike Tyson, who is a known killer in the ring and a known 
psychopath outside of it. Like, it's not like you're going up to some guy who's like smiling Sam Alvey from the UFC who's just going to smile. Like, you're going up to against Mike Tyson, who is a known psychopath outside the ring, and you're poking and poking and poking. No doubt you got your face bloodied and battered, pal. Like, that, that was wild to me. Like, how stupid of a human could you be to be going at Mike Tyson that hard? Yeah, you'd be surprised how stupid some people are. I uh, couldn't believe. Uh, I think the guy was either drunk or he kept Had mentioning buying buying mushrooms or something from Mike Tyson. Yep. So I think he, he might have been stoned on some magic mushrooms or something because the way he was acting, like I was like, there's something off with this guy. There's something not right about him. Uh, Stu, what did you think about that? I think that was the most warranted thing yeah. I've ever seen in my life. <laughs> they, the, the police, the police should probably give him like a little like per diem for doing that for him. Hey, like to do the job. For the I liked what uh, uh, Dana White said about it. I don't know if you saw what Dana White tweeted there. Was it the video no, of him getting like? Yeah, yeah, oh, yeah, 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 yeah. I saw that. I saw that. I saw <laughs> yeah, it's a video of Dana White sitting in uh, an airplane chair, and then Tyson comes up and he's like, "That's my seat now," or something, and he's like. Wait, I like this seat. And he's like, you'll like that seat now or something like this. Yeah, like, like, seat. I, I like it more. He's like, okay. Yeah. I'll yeah. 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 And then Dana White captioned it. He's like, this is how to stay alive when bumping into Mike Tyson on an airplane. <laughs> <laughs> I thought it was Mike, perfect. Dude, that was awesome. That video was jokes too. I was cringing the whole time. That ty- that dude is the worst type of person on this planet. If any, If, if you are like this, you are a fucking loser for anyone that does that. Absolutely. Um, the yeah. guy, the guys that get hammered, and then they see a guy with clout, or they see a guy getting attention from you. He's the type of dude that goes to a bar with like a buddy, and then his buddy's like talking to a girl, and then he, and then he jumps in and starts chirping the guy like, "Oh yeah, yeah." You know what <laughs> 100%. I mean? Worst types of people ever, dude. That's he's definitely one of them. And you know what he's parents, gonna end up um, doing? Oh, sorry. Go ahead, Ty. Go ahead. I was gonna say my uh, my parents went to see Buddy Guy in concert at Massey Hall in Toronto. And that's like uh buddy guy's a legendary blues guitarist. He's 85 years old now. I think he can still play the guitar with his teeth. He can play it behind his back. He can like, you know, one of the legends of guitar and blues as a whole. And uh, there was someone in the crowd yelling out, like just drunk and yelling out stupid shit. Like show us your tits and like all this stupid shit. Like it, it just made zero sense. And it was obnoxious as hell. And uh, that's the kind of guy that, you know, Mike Tyson ran into and fucking he got what he deserved. I wish someone, you know, I hear the story my parents told me about this guy, at the Buddy Guy concert. I wish Mike Tyson came out from backstage and smoked the guy, like, cracked him across the nose because then you'd, you'd shut him up. Otherwise, what the fuck's going to happen? I think Buddy Guy even said to uh, the guy in the audience, he's like, I love uh, interacting with the crowd, but I don't like clowns. And that guy was being a complete clown. And so is this guy in Mike Tyson's grill. And you don't get in Mike Tyson's grill. Well, and the idea. worst part about it is, you know, this guy's going to try to sue for like 50 million. Like he's going to try to pull a fucking yeah. 20 million for Mike Tyson laying a beating on him. And I hope this guy just learned his lesson, got punched, and then he takes Mike Tyson to court. Judge watches the video and says, no, this was warranted. You were harassing him. And then Buddy has to pay for all this shit too and doesn't win nothing because you know that's the kind of guy he is. He's going to provoke someone, get punched, and be like, well, yeah. I'm suing. <laughs> that's how it should be he should uh like he should uh be able to you know get his shit rocked out of him and then no charges after yep. something like that in my opinion but i also get the side of two is where uh mike tyson's a professional boxer and could uh hospitalize or kill someone with his is, bare hands is easily. he a professional boxer though 
well, I don't know currently if you consider it that. But say, uh, he's, yeah. he's been retired for like 20 years. I don't know if he can still be considered a boxer. Well, you did fight Roy Jones Jr. there. Like, oh, you're right. A year ago. <laughs> I forgot so, about that. You're right. <laughs> either way, like yeah. fucking guy's a goof and you should, uh, you know, he got what he had, what he had coming to him. And I don't think there should be that hefty of a penalty if there's no. any penalty at all. No, agreed. Well, uh, I also saw that after that incident, Mike Tyson, uh, after he landed, he went and he was hanging out with uh, Ric Flair at a party in Miami. Yeah, and that's that. what Mike Tyson calls a Thursday. Man, what a lethal duo, Ric Flair and Mike Tyson at the club. That's a, that's a imagine duo that, I eh? want to be in. Oh, 100%. I'd be uh, you know, having a couple of drinks and conversations with them for sure. That'd be awesome. But uh, since we were talking about Canadians getting it done in MMA a few minutes ago, how about uh, the only Canadian team in the NBA getting it done in game four against the 76ers? They sure have a long climb back being down three games to one now, but do you think they have what it takes to take the series back or do they even have what it takes to push it to game seven? It's never been done before, so I, <laughs> I'd, be, I'd be a crazy homer to say like uh, to say they would, but some magical hope, things happen in Toronto in the playoffs, though. You're not wrong. I, I mean, and that young guy's wanna... back too. The rookie there, he's back, right? The yeah, Scotty Barnes won Rookie Scottie of the Year. Barnes. So, but I don't want to make that. I'm not going to make any. I'm. I would never make that claim, especially on here. I don't. Yeah, I don't think. I don't think they got what it takes to take it to Game Seven. I don't even think they got what it takes to bring it back home for Game Six. They're really limping right now. Like Scotty was playing like on limited time. Pascal finally went off. Freddie got hurt with a hip injury. I haven't heard if he's back in tomorrow or not. Like, I know he left the game with a hip injury. So if Freddie's gone and Scotty's on limited time, I just, I don't know, man. And you know, Thad Young was hurt like in game one there. Like, so he's limping. We got a lot of guys limping to the finish line. Um, I don't, I don't see it happening. I like Nick Nurse's quote when they were down 3-0 and they said, yeah, nobody's ever come back from 3-0, but they've come da- they've come back from uh, 3-2 before or 3-1 before. So like, I like that quote because now they're at 3-1 and the boys feel like they probably got a shot. I don't think it's going to happen, but this leads me into a question that I have for you guys up for a little bit of debate here because I thought it was supposed to be about the Raptors because I did think they were going to get swept. My question is, would you rather miss the playoffs or make it and get swept in the first round? I think I would rather make the playoffs and then get swept because that's going to just build character. That's going to, that's going to hurt, but it's going to, you know, teach you a lesson that you weren't ready. And like, what is it going to take to get ready? So I think, I think, you know, it's better to go there and go through that than to not make playoffs at all. And then, uh, you know, make it the next year and then have the same chance of getting swept again right like give me that extra week in cancun don't waste I, my I, time <laughs> I'm, I'm the same way because my thing is like the playoffs isn't a place to learn the lessons i don't think like i think if you're in there you should be competing especially from a fan's perspective like uh, i know what it's like for the leafs to get bounced in the first round but it's one of those things where like i'd rather you guys you know realize you, you don't belong in the playoffs this year because if you get swept in the first round then to me that says you don't you didn't belong there in the first place right so if you're gonna if you're gonna lose and you're gonna get swept in the first round, you may as well tank and try to get a better draft position for next season and then take a real run at it, knowing, you know what, we're maybe one or two pieces away. I know you never know until you're in there that you're gonna get swept, but from a fan's perspective, I would much rather my team not make it than get all fired up and watch four games straight of my team getting clubbed. 
So, yeah, I guess it depends if you're asking from the fan's perspective or from the player's perspective, too. Like, I think uh, from a fan's perspective, then no one wants to see their team get swept. Like, that's, uh, yeah, almost after that happens. I guess as Leaf fans, you guys would know what it feels like to get beat up in the first round and all that. But uh, you'd rather not see that happen and just miss the playoffs to get a better pick in that. But as a player's perspective, you want every chance to go win that thing as you can. If that means getting swept, you know, hopefully you can take something from getting swept, you know, learn something from it. That's how I see it. At least it kind of yeah. depends if you're asking from a fan or a player. Well, that's why I, I think said for you, players, it builds character. That's why I said your team, right? Like I was thinking like, like, would you rather if at watching, would you rather the Sens make it and get swept or not make it? Yeah, uh, probably uh, not make it. Honestly, yeah, like that's uh, probably. Yeah. Because you're, you're better off question. just it's, not it, making a good. It, it's an honest effect. like I I didn't know what the what everybody else thought. I knew what I thought about it, but I it's like a weird question that I feel like never gets asked because like you say, if you make it, you just kind of have that celebration. Like, well, we're a playoff team, right? Like, yeah. So I think uh, we should add a segment to the show in the coming shows, like questions like that. You know, like get a yeah. little name for it and uh, add that in there because I like those kind of questions. It gets you thinking for I, sure. I got one more, and I know we're running a little long, but it's about the NBA. Yeah. Can a player do absolutely anything negative in that league? Like we were talking on last week's podcast, Patrick Beverly, Beverly, who played on the LA Clippers for a long time, kind of got cut in a bad way, whatever, said, take they ass home in a press conference, got fined $30,000. Kyrie Irving getting screamed at by Boston Celtics fans, flips him the double bird, $50,000 fine. Like, can you not do anything? Can there not be any competitive spirit in that league? Like, what's the deal? That's $75,000 or $70,000 in fines or 80, like whatever it is, $70,000 in fines. And it's fucking for what? Double birds and somebody saying ass? What's going on in that league? Well, he also, he also told a kid to suck his dick in the fucking, going back to the dressing room when he, when he chirped him. I don't, I don't hate that. I think it's warranted (laughs) on Kyrie's side because that's, if you're, (laughs) <laughs> I think that they got to be, dude, you're a professional athlete, dude. Like yeah. you gotta, like you, you gotta, uh, like I'm all for like people being themselves, but like, man, he's, what did Boston do to him? They took him in with open arms, dude. And then he, and then he bailed, stepped on the logo. Like, I think it's fair. Like there's always going to be fans. If you're a professional athlete, you know, fans, if you leave a team, you come back, the fans are going to be mad. I like Kyrie Irving, but, and I thought it was hilarious what he did. <laughs> but like, but like, man, you should, sometimes you're just a weirdo like well, that. Yeah. Like, I don't know. That's the thing. They're on, they're on a platform and there's kids watching, there's kids idolizing them. And then you have a guy saying those That's comments and flipping the bird and shit. And then the kid's going to be looking up to him. Like I remember uh, back in probably early 2000s when Kippersoft was playing in Calgary, there's a little kid in the stands with full goalie gear on mimicking his every You would move. remember this. You mimicking boomer, his every move. Yeah, Stewie J was just born on that exact day. Yes, actually. I actually remember that. I was on a TSN top 10 for a long time. A long yeah. time. Yeah. So there's, there's I'm kids. I'm just kidding. I do remember there's exactly There's kids that. out there that will exactly replicate their, these guys' exact moves. Like we know that. We were doing it as kids too. You know, you wanted to like stalk into my boss who's uh, in his 60s and he, he said growing up, he wanted to be Guy Lafleur. That was the guy when they're playing road hockey. Everyone wanted to be Guy, oh. so he's like, "Oh, I'll let someone else be uh, Guy Lafleur or whatever." Recipes Guy Lafleur, by the way, yep. yeah, yeah. And um, wow. the, these players, right? You you idolize them, and you want to be like them. So you got to have a respectful, uh, respectable. Uh, I don't know the word, but portrayal, or uh, you know, you got to represent yourself in a in a good way. And uh, you know what? I would love to see is maybe. 
a pay-per-view channel or something you could subscribe to where they're all mic'd up and you can hear them cursing and swearing and talking shit. I w- I've always wished like NHL, you could tune into a, you know, $10 a month or $5 a month, whatever the fuck inflation's crazy. So I don't know what price to say right now, but where you could tune in and, hear, and hear them. Uh, yeah, exactly. The mic in between and, the benches or whatever, that would be sick. Yeah. Yep. And then in that broadcast, you can have them flipping each other off. You can have them talking shig and say whatever the fuck you want. But if you're on just like any live television, post game interview kind of thing, uh, I think you, you got to think about who's watching and uh, show a little bit of uh, professionalism. That's the word I was probably thinking of See, earlier. I, I only, I, the only reason why I, I disagree with that a little bit is because, you know, like the fans are yelling at Kyrie, like, suck my dick. You fucking suck, yeah. Kyrie. Like, you're the fucking worst. Like, go back, like, or maybe even worse, right? Like, they're Boston. Probably Boston worse, is filled yeah. with scumbags as well as Philly. They're both scumbags. <laughs> so it's one of those things, like, you don't know what he's yelling, but he flips a double bird. And because he's the one on the court, he gets a $50,000 fine. Yet this person goes home and is like, yeah, I just told Kyrie to suck my dick a thousand times during this game. And like, like I, I don't know. I, I like the fact that the player's getting a little bit back and forth. I know there was a video earlier this year of Kev, Kevin Durant taking it a little too far. Guy was cheering for him. was like, you got to take this game over, Kevin. Let's go. Kevin Durant turns around and like, sit the fuck down and shut up. <laughs> like, that yeah. kind of stuff, you can't have it. Like, guy's cheering for you. But if fans are yelling at you to saying whatever, like, I don't know. I think it's it should be fair game. If the fans could say whatever they want to the players without getting kicked out, the players should be able to say whatever they want to the fans. Yeah, that's a tough, tough one there. Cause like, you know, the fans should be getting penalized too, in a way, if he's being like that, or neither should get penalized. Well, think but, uh, last year, who was it? To, uh, was it Trey Young got spat on in New York? Like they were spitting on him. They were throwing shit on him and, uh, for the next, they were chanting the best chant of all time. Trey is balding. That might have been maybe yeah. the most ruthless chant I've ever heard in my life go down. But like, the, the, that's what I'm saying. Fans are spitting on him. But if Trey Young turned around and threw a punch, guess who's getting suspended five games? Trey Young. Yeah, well, I think it uh, gets a little different when it becomes more than just words. Like even uh, I think like going back to the Mike Tyson thing, I think Buddy had what he had coming to him. Yep. But I think uh, Tyson's still probably going to get fined for that. And uh, he, probably, legal, yeah. he probably could have handled that without getting physical. And I think uh, anytime, you know, someone's spitting on a player or the player's throwing a punch back, like that's when it goes – beyond professionalism like any other regular job you're in and you go and you get spit on or you punch someone like you're getting fired but you can't go fire uh fucking the best player on your team like whoever lebron james or whatever right you can't go and fire these guys they're making too much money they're too important to the team so they get these these hefty fines there has to be some sort of uh, penalty for it otherwise they're just like gods walking the earth i was gonna say <laughs> if, if not if if it if the fans shit doesn't cool down where fans are like they're idiots right now because of covid and everyone wasn't allowed at the games there's gonna be another like i don't know if you guys will remember this name but the malice in the palace where like it was it was in detroit and i'm pretty sure ron artest got a drink thrown at him and then he went into the crowd and was throwing bombs at people yeah, at the yeah, it, it was yeah, called, yeah, because yeah, it was the Pacers versus the Pistons, and it was yeah. at the Palace in Detroit. So there was this massive fight between the players and the fans, and they call it the Malice in the Palace. There's a whole documentary on it. It's fucking awesome, dude. It was a, if if the fans don't chill out, there's a there's eventually going to be another Malice in the Palace, or like the Boston Bruins went up, and then they show 
uh, what, I can't remember his name right now. Mike Milbury, I think, taking the buddy's shoe off and beating him over the head with his own <laughs> yeah. shoe. There's going to be yeah. something that goes on like that. I know we're running a little yeah. long here, but I still I had to bring that up too. The two questions that were burning a hole in my pocket all week long. Going back to the Raptors, all I want to say is uh, at least they proved Shaq wrong. I think he was calling for a sweep, wasn't he? Yep. So at least that didn't happen, it, it, even if uh, you know they get beat next game. Yep. But at this point uh, in, in basketball, do you guys have a pick for who's going to win it all now that you've seen a few games? I I was I was all about the Bucks as the Leafs are in the shootout here, uh, Marner. Um, but uh, I had a pick, and I like through. I think it was in February I picked the Bucks to go back to back. But like watching that Nets versus Celtics series, the Celtics may be the real deal. They may they may be the best team in the East. And nobody in the, like, I watched the Warriors game today and they didn't really impress me. Now the Suns are without Devin Booker. They're not really impressed me. Miami and Boston seem to be the two best teams in the East. Not 100% sold on a lot of teams from the West. My pick as of right now, I'm switching it up from the Bucks with the Chris Middleton injury happening, switching up from the Bucks and moving it over to the Celtics, but pushing my chips across the table. I said the Nets Celtics series was going to be a great series, probably go seven, and I, I was wrong. Yeah, I'd say the Celtics too. They look so dominant right now, and then, but of course, I said the Sixers. So I'm still, I'm still sticking with the Sixers. It sucks that they're playing Toronto though. Well, Joel Embiid's got like that finger issue yeah, that he's going to need yeah, surgery yeah. on. That may, that may kind of hinder. Like he needs to be how he's been throughout this whole series, right? Like he needs to be that dominant, especially if he's going to go up against Celtics. And like Jason Tatum is almost like the new Kevin Durant. Like he is unreal to watch. Jason Tatum is yeah. awesome. He's a stud, 100%. Before we get everything wrapped up here, uh, DK, you've been hammering out the tennis picks and having some success. What is that all about? All right, so I don't know if you follow tennis because I sure as fuck don't. I didn't until about like three days ago maybe, and I've been hammering out tennis picks. I even tweeted out some of my picks today. In ATP alone, we I am 7 one and one since I started. Call it beginner's luck, call it whatever you want, or call it picking winners. Seven, one, and one on women's, or sorry, WTA on women's tennis and the ATP. I actually cashed in on two things today. There was a ter- two tournaments that were in their championship rounds today. One of them was going against the number one in the world, Novak Djokovic. I don't know if you guys know that name. Yeah, Leafs winning the shootout, yeah. baby. I just saw that on my TV too. I just see him jumping off the bench. But, um, I cashed in on a plus 200 parlay going against or a plus 200 pick going against the Joker today. Andre Rublev, my new favorite tennis player. Don't know where he's from. Don't know much about him. Andre <laughs> Rublev, love the guy. And Carlos Alcaraz. I've been riding this guy for about a week straight. Pause. Sounds a little weird. I've been riding with <laughs> Carlos Alcaraz for about a week straight. And this guy doesn't seem to lose a match. I am on fire in tennis picks right now. Make sure you're checking out Dylan Kelly show on Twitter because I tweet out the tennis picks. I don't put them on Instagram, so they're not officially official, but the tennis picks are getting tweeted out almost daily now because for some reason, tennis is just daily tournaments. I don't get it. Right on. Get those picks in. And that that does it for episode four of Bucks on Nux. Make sure to check us out on Instagram and Twitter and keep an eye out for our gambling picks. Also, go check out the other podcasts on showbile.com. And if you can't be cool, be careful. If you can't be good, be good at it.